You're listening to the Morrowology Podcast. It's all about Morrow County, Ohio. Morrow County, Ohio is my home. I'm really glad I stayed till the end for this one. In the studio today is your hosts, Mike Wilson and Joey Powell. Hello, Mikeamus. Hi, Joe. How are you, Mikeamus? I'm here and breathing and doing just fine. All right. Well, that's good. <laughs> that no, I'm happy good. to be here. Hey, uh, we're going to do things just a little differently today. Okay. Are you okay with that? I think because we have a guest, we should do that. We are, and we stole her away from her lunch, or her, her dinner, I mean. So we're going to go ahead and get started with her so that she can get back to her dinner and her family. So welcome to the podcast today, Mayor Carver. Thank you, Joey, but just call me Donna. Well, hello, Donna. Hello, Joey. <laughs> So, what fun things do you have to talk to us about today? Well, I would like to talk about the Independence Day fireworks. Um, Historically, the fair board had always done the fireworks. Unfortunately, when COVID hit, um, they didn't do the tractor pull, and that's when they did the fireworks, was the tractor pull followed by fireworks. So, we didn't want the fireworks not to be held uh, during the pandemic, we thought folks needed something to look forward to. Most definitely. So the village of Mount Gilead um, put down some money and solicited donations for the rest. And we changed it up a little bit, put the fireworks up on top of the hill instead of down low so that more people could see them from their homes. And uh, we anticipated doing that through the pandemic. Through some miscommunication or misunderstanding, um, the fair board is taking the the tractor pulls back this year, but they're not doing the fireworks. Well, we didn't set any funds aside for fireworks this year. So I did um, approach Village Council, and they agreed to $7,500, which was great. That's half of the cost. Uh, fireworks are $15,000. So we are soliciting donations for the fireworks. Uh, they will be held on Sunday, July 2nd at the Morrow County Fairgrounds. <clears throat> As I mentioned, the display is $15,000. Um, We're asking businesses or individuals to help. We have a flyer that we're putting together, um, and the top three donors will be listed on the front, and every other donor will be listed on the back, and we will send those out in our water bill um, to all the village residents. You know, not the mayor of Morrow County, so I can't send it to everybody, but I can do it in the village. But I want to stress, this is the Morrow County Independence Day fireworks, not the village of Mount Gilead. This is Morrow County fireworks, done at the Morrow County Fairgrounds for all of Morrow County. Um, We have received some donations so far. Um, We received donations from Morrow County Hospital. Thank you very much to them. We received a donation from Andy Bauer, uh, Edward Jones Financial, so thank you to Andy Bauer. Uh, We also received a donation from Park National Bank, so thank you to Park National Bank. We've gotten some individual donations. Um, Village Administrator Derek Allen and his wife Darby. We had a donation from President of Council Kay Hines and her husband Don. And then myself and my children have made a donation. We still need about $5,600, though, to uh, finish off the the display. Um, We're asking people to mail checks uh, through the month of April, May, and the first two weeks of June to the Village Office at 72 West High Street, Mount Gilead, 43338. And in the memo section of their check, 
please write fireworks. All right. Well, that's that's a little too easy, Donna. It's very easy. <laughs> you can stop down if you don't want to put a stamp on an envelope. Just come on down to the office. We'll be happy to take your money. <laughs> so um, I'm assuming that you don't care if it's ten dollars, fifty dollars, a hundred, or a thousand. You don't it, care. It all adds up. It all adds up, and every little bit helps. I will mention though that um, we don't know what's going to happen next year. So we would really like to find a permanent sponsor or sponsors who would be willing to get together so that we don't have to ask every year for donations. If we could just get set donors um, and carry this through each year. Right. I mean, that would make it super easy. It would be easy, and it would be a lot easier to advertise for those donors because we would know ahead of time and could could um, even even announce it during the fair, the the previous fair. You know, hey, Independence Day, Fourth of July. You know, next year, sponsored by so and so. Oh, that would be cool. So um, the fireworks are are, are coming along. Um, do you have anything else in the village that you'd like to share? Any special projects or? Big paving projects, and I'm, I have no idea, so I'm not leading her along. I'm just simply asking questions <laughs> here, folks. Well, something that we're working on right now is more of a historical nature, so I know Michael appreciate this one. Um, for many years, we've had the victory shaft in the center of town, and it belongs to Morrow County, not the village of Mount Gilead. It belongs to Morrow County. But folks that have just moved here or... Some school children don't know what that thing is. They don't know what it's here for. And it's not easy to walk out to it and read the monument. So for many years, we've talked about getting a historical marker and placing it in the green space at the fountain so that when they come visit the History Center, they could read that um, historical marker while looking at the Victory Shaft, and then go into the museum and learn more about it from the good folks at the Historical Society. And so the application deadline is May 1st. I uh, was working with um, Stan Seip from the Morrow County Historical Society. Uh, Also, uh, Village Council member Mark Phillips has been very helpful. And we're just about finished gathering all the data that we need to put our application in uh, prior to May 1st. And so hopefully, we're told it takes about a year, hopefully May, Memorial Day weekend of 2024, hopefully if they approve it, uh, we will have a ceremony in the Fountain Square area dedicating that historical marker. Awesome. Wow, that's something I did not know was going on. Donna, are you needing donors uh, to help pay for this? How's that working? It's fully funded. It's fully funded. If you get the grant. Okay. Oh. We have we will apply for the grants, but if the grant comes through, then that money will go back. Okay. But but it's fully funded right now. Awesome. I, I think I'm like ninety dollars short. I can throw that in. <laughs> that is awesome. Wow. I, I have chill bumps right now thinking about this. This is awesome. That you is know, pretty cool. We've talked about it for so long, yes, and know. it's something we've wanted to do. And, you know, we started looking at it when we did the um, centennial of the Victory Shaft dedication back in 2019. And we didn't realize how long it takes to gather up all the information. And then, of course, COVID hit, and it just kind of got put on a back burner. Um, but I saw this year they are really reaching out to underserved areas, 
And Morrow County only has four historical markers. So if you have under 12, they're really looking for those populations. Uh, and we only have four. Do you know where they are, Joey? Um, I know that there's one at the library. That's correct. That's, the That's Don, Don Powell. Powell. Yes. Um, you're putting me on the spot. I know. There's right. one up by North Bloomfield, I believe, for, is that Harding's home up there? There's, in there oh, yes, there is one there. Yes, that's right. That's three. Okay. Yes, yes. There's there's one. Um, it was called Corsica when he was born, mm-hmm. but, it's, yep. but it's Blooming Grove, um, and there is a historical marker. The house is no longer there, so the marker's actually located approximately where the house was. There's a flagpole there that the Historical Society buys the flag for every year and where this marker is and they, is, uh, set. And they maintain it with the flowers and things um there's one in page town uh for page uh, town Fillmore's. was that one of the the towns that never was that we talked about i believe that actually became a town it's down if you go down 61 61 go goes right through or by there I'm asking anyway, Donna. <laughs> Myrtle, Myrtle Page Fillmore uh, was born there. Um, she and her husband became very famous out west uh, for the. Oh golly, I can't remember the name of the ch- the name of the church, but it's a, a worldwide spiritualist church, uh, and they founded that. Um, and then there's one more. I'm trying to think. I'm not sure is where it, the it is in either. Isn't there one in Edison? No, there's... no, that's. No, that's a highway marker. That's oh my goodness! <laughs> I should know this. So I all of a sudden do not feel that bad. It's it's the it's the um, Ohio Central College in Iberia. Oh, where Warren Harding went to college. Okay. So those are the four that we have, um, and if we obtain this one, we will have a fifth. With two of them being in downtown Mount Gilead, which will be really great for those people that travel and like to go look at historical markers. We'll have two of them and give them a reason. Well, three of those are Harding related, actually. Harding's home, where Harding went to college, and Harding was here for the dedication of the victory shaft. Correct. Mm -hmm. I I, I played Harding, so. Oh, that's right. You did. Yeah, I was. I'm very aware. Although we could not find his original speech, nobody seems to have it. No, what, what uh, President, well, he was a senator at the time, but what Harding did, um, back then they used to mail their speeches to newspapers so that they would have the full script to print pe- either pieces or, or the speech in full in the newspaper. And when Harding got here, he just went all extemporaneous on everybody. <laughs> and so they don't, there's no record of his full speech. I've contacted, you know, the Marion uh, historical Society, who has a lot of the Harding memorabilia. Um, I went down to the Ohio History Center. They didn't have it. Um, so we took bits and pieces of speeches that he gave and the blurbs that were in certain newspapers and kind of put one together for that. I gave a Frankenstein speech. Yes, you did, didn't you? Or his monster speech. It was electrifying. It was, it was fun, but it was hot. It was very hot, but you know it was a great day. It was it was, it was fun um, building the stage while traffic was still driving right past us as we were trying to put it together. It was amazing. <laughs> having, um, having the little girl go out to unveil it with traffic still coming was fun. Yeah, that was uh, um, Carolyn Bar. Carolyn Bar. Yes. yes, I kept wanting to say Amy. I'm like, that's her mom. That's her mom. That's her mom. 
So, what else is going on in the village? Anything that you want to share? Oh, my goodness. Well... Or that you're allowed to share? Yes, I can share some more things. But this is more Williamsport Grange, but we work with the village of Mount Gilead. The uh, Oh, yes. The veteran banners. It's uh, time. Saturday, April 15th, 1030 to noon, out at the Williamsport Grange Hall. Um, cost us $48. It's a drive-through sponsor drive, just like we've done the last couple of years. Um, come through, get your envelope. Uh, you can fill out the application ahead of time if you would like, but make sure you get your envelope when you get there because an envelope means you have a banner. Um, but we don't need any documentation. We're going to trust people that, yes, this person was a veteran, and yes, you know. Um, so all we need is their name, uh, either if they served during a conflict, you know, which war, um, if they Served. Some people would rather, you know, I served 30 years. I'd rather have, you know, I entered in 1970, you know, and got out in 2000. You know, they would have entrance date and exit date from the military. Um, we can, I know that some have served in more than one conflict. We can only put one on the banner. So pick the one you want to highlight. Um, How do we pick up last year's banners? Now, that, we will have another drive through service in May. I will call each one of the sponsors and tell them the date and time, but it's the third Saturday. It's going to be 1030 to noon in May. You'll just drive through, talk to one of our uh, volunteers, tell them the name of your veteran. They're stored currently out at the Grange Hall, um, and they're in alphabetical order. So someone will run in, get your banner, bring it out to you, and you can go on your way. Awesome. So I uh, this pro- this isn't necessarily for you, but it kind of is. I saw a picture on Facebook of a brand new cruiser. Yes. So, and it looked like that was all paid for, I believe, by not the village. Uh, maybe I'm I'm not too sure if I got that right or not, but from what I understand is because it looks like we are going from white to black, and it looks like they're going to get some upgraded technology. And uh, I know Adam Lakey, Chief Lakey, has been very. Um, I think he's been very up on getting grants and stuff like that. And so, what can you share about that? Well, the cruiser itself was purchased using grant money. And the majority of the equipment and the upfitting was paid for using drug offense and OVI money. Uh, the radio was purchased for the department by the Morrow County Healthcare Coalition. So virtually no cost to the village. Nice. And so I guess, so we are going, all of the cruisers will now be black going forward. This one's black. <laughs> <laughs> We, we didn't know for a while if we were even going to be able to get them. They were on back order for so long. So I'm not going to say they're all going to black because... You were just happy you got one. Um, we're just happy to get one. We do like the black, though. I think it looks It does really look sharp. sharp. But as a driver, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down. Um, well, you know... Uh, yeah. Anyway, so what else is going on? Anything um, fun? I'm just, you know, trying to hit the highlights here, round out your time. I know that um, you guys have been very instrumental in, um, well, not maybe you guys, but have you guys as a village council done any work or any had any conversations about preparing for the impact that Intel will have. I know Jamie Brecker was on last week and he talked to us a lot about it from the county level, but 
are we looking at it from a local village level? We are probably not as much as the county is because we really do feel that a lot of it's going to be happening more in the southern part of the county. Um, but we do have some development going on in the village. I don't know if you've noticed the apartments on Douglas that are being built. Those are mostly for 55 and older, but that same company wants to build more. Um, there's some things I can't talk about because until it's a done deal, signed, sealed. Oh, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Um, I did see some pictures of the... I think it's a stairwell or an elevator shaft, one of the two, that made itself on made its way on Facebook, and folks were asking what it was, and that's over there off Douglas. Um, there was some construction that they posted, and they were all curious what it was. And that seemed to be what the the jitterbug was on Facebook, I guess. Um, trying to see here. I know there was something else I wanted to ask you about, Donna, but I cannot for the life of me remember. There's actually a couple of things, and if I had had a little more time to prepare. Literally, folks, but we <laughs> messaged her like 15 minutes before we started recording tonight. And I would have had this all pulled up. You're um, doing a fantastic job. United Way is doing their Radiothon on April 20th down mm, at mm-hmm. Pittsburgh um, from 9 to 5, and uh, I'll be on there. Uh, the village will be, as part of the Radiothon, giving a free... Uh, four member family member pool pass. <gasps> That's what I wanted to talk to you yes, about. Yes, the pool will be open this year. Um, a lot of people think we closed the pool due to COVID, and that's not exactly correct. Uh, I was on council for seven years, and the last few years uh, that I was on council, our pool kept losing an enormous amount of water. And every time we thought, okay, you know, we brought the pool folks in, they'd fix it, they'd say, okay, we got it. Well, the next year we're still losing water. So we eventually um, hired a different firm to come in and do some sonar just to kind of see where we're losing water. They put dye in, and they could see where water was going. Um, And we found that there were voids under the pool, which not knowing how big the voids were, we were very concerned about sinkholes. Mm -hmm. Um, And so until we knew how big those voids were, we closed the pool. Then COVID hit, so it wasn't a huge concern. Then we put a group together to look into raising funds to build a new pool, possibly an indoor pool, one that could be used for swim meets and whatnot. Um, but the cost was astronomical. We were looking at between 2.5 and 3.5 million. The entire budget of the village is only 1.5 million. Um, so it just wasn't realistic for us. So we went back to, and this is when uh, Jamie Brucker was mayor. Uh, he went back and and talked to the pool folks and said, you know, what can we do? Can we make this workable? So they took a closer look at the voids, uh, found that they weren't as big as, you know, as, as a huge concern, so some slurry was put in there to fill those. Um, the gutter system has been completely replaced because that's where we were losing the water. Um, the electrician comes, uh, I believe, in the next two weeks to finish the bonding wire around the pool because everything has to be grounded. Well, that would be a plus. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And then um, after he's completed his portion, we will have the concrete folks come in. They've told us it will only take two days for them to put the concrete in. Uh, We have, uh, we'll paint the bottom of the pool, and then we'll be ready to go. Now, we did get a portable lift for handicap accessibility for folks that are in chairs that would like to get in the water. Um, We will have removable steel steps for the corner 
older folks like myself that don't enjoy climbing up and down that ladder, there will be steps to walk down into the pool, so that'll be a new feature. Um, the lifeguard uh, chairs are all replaced. They will also be portable and be able to move around. Now, the one thing some folks have been disappointed about is there will not be a baby pool. Oh. And let me explain why. In 2006, the concrete to the pool was crumbling. And so village council replaced it with steel walls. The baby pool concrete was not replaced. And when they started (laughs) tearing things out, that pool just completely crumbled. I will say we didn't have enough funding to put in a new baby pool, but we have built an area where it's, it's all set up so when we do, if we do get more money, we could put in a baby pool at a later date or possibly a splash pad. We don't know yet you know, what Ooh, the community would like. That sounds like fun. Um, I will say, though, as a parent and as a nurse, I wasn't real thrilled with baby pools because of the E. coli and... You know, you have to put so much chemicals in to kill the bacteria that I worry about it, you know, Mm -hmm. the exposure to the children. So I would prefer, you know, a splash pad or a little one of those little mushrooms where the water comes down, the kids run under it, something like that I think would be better. But I'm just excited to have the pool open Memorial Day weekend. We'll have a ribbon cutting. Um, Lord willing and the dam don't break. (laughs) It will be Memorial Day weekend. I heard that you are going to be holding interviews or the team will be holding interviews for a um, manager for the pool as well as lifeguards lifeguards if you are currently a certified lifeguard and you would like to work for us please come down to the village office and put in an application Um, also if you'd like to be a lifeguard and you don't have the funding to go to the training there uh, might be a scholarship available so Call the village office. What is the pay for a lifeguard or for the pool manager? I'm just I'm just asking here. If you don't have it, that's okay. Let's not let anyone let's not lead anybody askew. 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 <laughs> um, I don't have those figures in front of me, and honestly, that, that's, that's fine. At the moment, I can't remember, but um, we know it's not a hundred dollars an hour, so no, that's a safe bet. It's, it's not that much, but we are hiring a pool manager, assistant pool manager, and lifeguards. Um, Cardington's been really good saying, you know, they have uh, a number of lifeguards and they may not have enough hours. So they're willing to, those that need more hours. Oh, that'd be cool. We could switch back and forth. Um, but yeah, absolutely. We, we could use some good lifeguards. Nice. Well, it would not be me. Sorry. Not me. Mike, what about you? Um, I can't swim. Now, they'll have the concession stand available, too, oh, I think. Oh, now, wait a minute. Right? Now, now you got my attention. Yeah. Donna's winking here. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, right now, it'll be packaged. Packaged, yeah. Packaged. Sure. Um, we've, we've talked about maybe in the future. Get closer. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Th- that microphone doesn't like to pick up. All that well if you're not close. Yeah, we, we've talked about maybe in the future going through the whole health department thing and, you know, serving warm food. But right now, we just want to get the pool open, get our first year under our belts, see how much it's going to cost. Um, what people don't realize is the rec levy only brings in $45,000 a year, and that's supposed to take care of the pool, the tennis courts, the basketball courts. 
Well, the pool was three quarters of a million dollars for repair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, not quite that much, but, you know, approximately. We were hoping to use some of that amount to do the basketball courts and the um, tennis courts, which we were going to turn into pickleball courts. But we just want to wait until the pool's done to see how much of that money is left. That's what we set aside for the pool. Right. See how much is left and then try to bid out those other areas. Well, I mean, and that makes sense. Utilize the money to the best of your ability. That so, totally makes sense. Yeah, we, we just weren't sure how much, you know, it was all going to cost. Prices have gone up uh, considerably. Yeah. Um, asphalt's just astronomical. Um, the chemicals are more than double what we paid before for the pool. I would, I'm surprised it's only double. It might even be. Yeah, I, I would. I'm surprised that it's it's not more. Um, well, folks, that was Mayor Donna Carver. Thank you very much for coming on such short notice. You're welcome to talk Tony. about fireworks again. If you are interested in helping to pay for the fireworks, Donna, how would they get that to you? You're welcome to drive through our window and hand us cash, check. Um, or you can mail it to to Village of Mount Gilead, seventy two West High Street, Mount Gilead. All right, and uh, keep up the good work. I'll be, uh, we'll be looking forward to, and hopefully you might have room for us to uh, do some kind of a a cool, maybe we can video or um, do an audio version of the placement in 2024 of of your, um, I almost said stone, but that's not what it is. Historical marker. Historical marker. I've just started some preliminary discussion with the different veteran groups to, you know, I don't want to um, take away from their ceremony, but having all those people downtown already, and this is dedicated to World War One, and there's 29 gentlemen who died during World War One whose names are inscribed on that. We thought it kind of tied together Memorial Day, mm-hmm. um, and so... But none of that's finalized yet. Yeah. We're in the very early stages. First, we have to get the marker. Yeah. Well, definitely keep us in mind um, to come back on and talk with us about that. Um, keep us in mind for the fireworks stuff. And then anything else that's going on with the village, we'd love to hear more about it. And uh, if we have um, – I'm just going to bring this up to you, Donna, see if you know. Firefest. Do you know anything about Firefest? I am going to share it because I knew that we were going to ask you about this. So Station 19, the Mount Gilead Fire Department, on April 29th, 2023, from 1 to 5 p.m., they're going to have a cruise in, bounce houses, food trucks, the Real Deal Grill, uh, Three Flames Barbecue, taquitos, taco truck, live demos of the good work the fire department does. They'll have raffles as well as local vendors and music coming from DJ Dane from Native Karaoke and DJ Services. If you are interested in the craft show, I'm sorry, the car show, or you want to be a vendor at the event, contact J-D-I-L-S-A-V-E-R at mgfd.net. And that is going to be coming up. I wanted to share that, Donna. Last year, I believe that was a huge event for the fire department, and they're doing it again this year. And uh, they've gotten that. That's another group, Donna, that has gotten a lot in the way of grant money to make improvements to the organization and to help those that they cover uh, with the toys 
And I say the toys because let's let's be honest. Some of those big trucks and some of the cool tools are just really large toys. Yes, they're still boys with their toys. They just cost more. <laughs> that sounds like something that the chief would say. Um, so let's see here. Is there anything else before we let you go that you want to talk about? There is, but I have to find it, Joey. Oh, okay. Well, while you find that, we're going to go to our first um, first ad. It's Freedom Fest Ohio featuring Craig Morgan, Brett Michaels with Night Ranger, Justin Moore, and Chris Jansen. We the Kingdom with We Are Messengers and more. June 22nd through 25th, Morrow County Fairgrounds in Mount Gilead, Ohio. On sale now. For tickets and more info, visit FreedomFestOhio.com. All right, so Freedom Fest Ohio is coming up. That's going to be a huge draw to Mount Gilead. And uh, yours truly has a big part in that, planning some of the emergency preparedness stuff, the operations stuff. So make sure you get your tickets. Go to freedomfestohio.com, and uh, it's going to be a really good time. And uh, we would like to thank Donna Carver for coming in again to be a part of the show on such, such short notice, we greatly appreciate it, Donna. Thank you for all that you have done uh, since being mayor. Uh, I think, what, November? October, November? October. October. Um, you know, it's not easy. And, you know, anybody who thinks that it's easy being an elected official, you're wrong, for starters. And uh, you should be, you know, um, well... I would say tart and feathered because it is not easy being an elected official. It's usually a lose lose situation for you. Um, but I do want to I do want to say congratulations on one thing, and that is your school resource officer that you put into Mount Gilead Schools. Um, I just have to say that he is very visible. The Facebook page is awesome. The kids love him. The feedback I get is absolutely positive. I've not really heard anything. Um, I did see he had done some kind of, um, some kind of a cool collection of items, toiletry items that kids might need, um, at the school. And I saw pictures of where he's gone, gone in and read to some of the younger kids. So kudos to you guys on that, Donna. And, uh, I appreciate you coming in. And, um, when we land back into the future here in a little bit, uh, it'll be great to actually get a, a chance to catch up with you in the future on the fun events going on in Mount Gilead and the future growth as well. well thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Are you ready, Mike? Hold on. We're going to flashback. All right, Mike. So this flashback is brought to you by the Morrow County Historical Society, and doors will be opening April the 17th. Is that what we decided? April 17th? 16th? That's Sunday. I believe it's the 16th. The 16th, and we're still going to go two to four, correct? Two to four. Yes, sir. Yeah, so April 16th. So that is, oh my gosh, that is less than three weeks away, Mike. It is. Are the ladies and gentlemen downstairs ready? They are they're getting ready. They're putting a lot of work, a lot of hours into this. So folks, you need to come in and see what's going on at the Morrow County History Center. So you have less than three weeks to uh, get in there. So what are we going to talk about today, good sir? Well, we're going to do something a little bit different. Sometimes it's fun to it's, go into the old yearbooks I was and just see, say, is that a yearbook? see who the... Um, 
sponsors were, and I just happened to pick the Mizba from Mount Gilead from 1956. I wasn't born yet. Neither was my mom. And neither was I, so there. Okay. Uh, and I don't think Donna was either. Um, <laughs> so uh, a lot of these are gone. Uh, some, people, some people will remember some of these, and um, some of these are still around. So I'm just going to read through some of these uh, uh, sponsors of the 1956 Mount Gilead High School Mizba. We start off with Jones um, Isley Dairy, which was in the parking lot between the History Center and Wolf's Coins. Oh, so where you... Oh, right there. Really? Yeah. Yeah. In the parking lot. That was uh, Jones Isley Dairy. And when I worked at Hafner's 5 and 10 cent store, one of the owners of that, Alice Jones, worked there with me. We worked together. So... No. Yes. Uh, there was Morton's Hardware, which I remember quite well. It was, um, what's in there now? Uh, that's where the uh, Domino's Pizza is, I do believe. Oh, okay. Um, Alt Motor Sales, they sold Chevrolets. They were 144 South Main Street, which is now where the Gilead Christian School is. Uh, Bloomfield TV and Appliances. At that time, he was on he was at 130 South Main Street. Huh. Um, Gears Market. That was one that was around for years. Now was I knew origin- that was. Well, it was originally where um, Napa is now. Then they moved out to Iberia Street, mm-hmm. and they were there for many, many years. Um, they started out buying produce and eggs and things from local farmers um, in their original location. The Globe Hotel. Mm-hmm. It was where H&R Block now stands. Um, if you come to the History Center when we're open, we do have a display featuring the Globe Hotel. So that's I've seen it, folks. It's pretty cool. It is. It is. Uh, used to be a broom closet. <laughs> Not the hotel. Uh, <laughs> the actual display. The uh, Union Store. Do you remember the Union Store? You were I don't pretty rem- young. I don't remember the store, but I remember the sign hanging on the side of the right. building. It was and right it was vacant. The- and I'm like, why would you have a sign hanging? But, but I was little, you know. Yeah, well, it was on the on the um, let me see, it'd be the southwest uh, southeast square, uh, where there's a realtor in there now in the fitness center. Mm-hmm. Yes, yep. uh, Hickson's Insurance, of course, Rob uh, Hickson uh, Senior, and Charles uh, Hickson owned that many many years ago. Campbell's Auto Supply, which is which eventually became Napa, Osmond's Drugstore. It wasn't there uh, where Napa is. There was Conley's in there before it was. Conley's Seamart was in there. I remember Conley's. I can remember going in and getting the fake bubblegum cigarettes. <laughs> I used to like those too. Probably why I'm diabetic now. Um, there was some Mount Gilead Lumber Company that was on, um, I can't think of the name of the street. It's right across from the fire department. Oh, it's an empty lot now. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what did, I can't remember what that street is. Yes, I know, right? Uh, there's a, a phone tower there. Their, their phone number was 23, by the way. Um, that blows my mind that you only had two-digit numbers then. Yeah, I can remember going into that lumber yard and smelling because they, they cut your lumber for you and so on. It had the nicest smell, but uh, that's long gone. Taylor's Market was right across the street from where we're sitting right here, right next to the theater. In that empty lot? Yes. Um, Gordon and Jagger, Ford and Mercury was on... Uh, 
next to the um, El Cabanita. Um, La Cabanita. La Cabanita. So that's yes. where the dollar store used yes, to be, yes. and where um, um, Bill's Hardware was there for a while. Ah, he's got his uh, store there or his uh, auction house now. Decker. Dave, Dave Decker. Dave Decker. Thank I couldn't you, think of it either. Thank, Thank you. you. We're glad you're here today. Uh, there was a blue Sunoco station uh, run by C.J. Riser. Um, let's see. What's some of the other local ones here? Uh, Mount Gilead Farm Equipment Company. I'm not sure where that was. They had a three-digit phone number, 350. The Jersey Knoll Dairy Farm. That one, I think Donna's familiar with them too. I believe the Jaggers run that one. Um, out towards Williamsport. First National Bank. Now, that's interesting because we're sitting in the building that was the First National Bank at that time. Oh, okay. The People's Savings Bank, which is now Chase. Chase, bank one before. Uh, Yes, yes. I remember when it was People's Bank. Many, 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 well, a few years ago. Uh, (laughs) Weaver's Supermarket, which was where the uh, dollar... Family dollar? Family dollar is, out out across from the hospital. Yeah, okay. Um, this is kind of fun. I like looking through these old sponsors. I think it's kind of, uh, kind of neat. Uh, I'm surprised I've known where most of them are and I have <laughs> never seen this book. Well, there are a lot of, uh, Mansfield and Galleon folks in here as well. Let's see. What are some more? Betts Florist. Uh, do you happen to know where Jim, um, Campbell lives on Bank Street? Yes. And that's yep. Floris was right across the street from him. Okay. And that's an empty lot now or right. somebody's yard, I think. Yeah. There was a greenhouse there once one time. Thomas Jewelry was on 56 South Main. So it's out towards where um, uh, Joe's Hardware is in that area. I don't remember exactly where. Uh, 1956, the inn, I do believe, was still in Mount Gilead. It hadn't moved out, uh, out 42 yet. Oh, Wag- okay. Wagner Brothers, electric. Uh, the drive through out here, kind of across from the hospital. Oh, yeah. That was Dri- Wagner Brothers. It used Brothers. to be drive through 95. I yes. Think. Is it yes. still drive through 95? It's something like that. I think it is. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What's some others? I have fun with this. Bowen's Jewelries. Jewelry. Okay, so I was going to say suggest that Bowen's might have been where, you know. It they the were both jewelry. in town. There were two jewelers in town at that time. What? Yeah. You hear? Yeah. <clears throat> Lloyd Corwin had uh, the golf station on West High Street, which is where the uh, BP is now down here. Uh, I believe that was his. Um, the Ohio station, which was at the corner of North North Street and Main Street. Uh-huh. I remember that. Stahl's Men's Shop. I have no idea where that was. Hey, I th- can I give a little tidbit yeah. about Bowen's Jewelers? Yeah. Um, if you come into the History Center and you go into the Rumrell Pottery Room, all of the cabinets holding pottery came from Bowen's Jewelry. Yes, they most certainly did. Um, Don sold those to us when he uh, went out of business. Um, there was also the uh, Morrow Creamery, which was, there's a there's a um, an insurance agency in that. Uh, James Madison. Yes, yes. Okay. So, um Boy, I'm surprised. I remember so many of these. Crystal Eisen and Zebra Lockers. Now, we talked we, about those we did on, talk pod, about on that. two or three podcasts, actually. Yeah, that I think that was a three-parter. South, South Street? On South Street. It's yeah. where Chris Fricky has his automotive okay. center. Okay, okay. Of course, Craven's Funeral Home, which now... Um, Is the Morrow uh, Health Center? No. No, Craven's, no. Craven's oh, was... Oh, Craven's was up here. Yes. That's right. Yes. Uh, 
I always get those two confused. <laughs> I can remember I can remember going to funerals down there. Me too. But okay, Beecher's frozen custard. Now that was where the uh, veterans are down towards the fairgrounds uh, across from well, what used to be C&D Chevrolet. <laughs> um, many, many others here that uh, Long's Garage was in Cardington. Uh, they oh, sold Plymouths and DeSotos. Right down below that. What's that one right below? Oh, I almost overlooked that one, didn't I? Yeah. That would be the Capitol Theater, home of CinemaScope. Yeah, so that was a big deal, CineScope. Yeah, and uh, phone number was 140. 140. I think they've changed that number since then. It's a lot longer. (laughs) (laughs) Long Seat House, I remember quite well. It was across from the hospital, Uh, that little strip mall, I guess you could call the building clear to the right, was Long Seat House. Hmm. Oh, I could go on and on and on. Um, I think this is pretty cool. I, I, I have fun doing this. I just thought I'd grab it. I see J.C. Penny. That says J.C. Well, that was J.C. Penny in, in uh, Galleon. That says J.C. Penny, but on the page before it, it said J.C. Penny Marion. Yes, which at that time the mall hadn't been built, so they were still downtown Marion. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Uh, Evans Implement Company, which was owned by Connie and uh, Connie. Connie, I can't think of Connie's name now. She was Nevins. Uh, she's a, a realtor. Is it? No. No. That's Kara Lessig. Wilson. Or, or, yeah, that's, she married a Wilson now. No relation oh, to me. Yes. yes. I was trying to think of her. But she did. She married Jack Wilson. Yeah, she was originally an Evans. That was her father, I believe, during that. Interesting. Um, Bollinger Brothers was in Edison. They sold John Deere's. Uh, almost out to the railroad track as you go out Boundary Street. Oh, so, so many. Um, the White House. I know exactly where that was. It was right next to the Capitol Theater. And what is today Keith's Flower Show. That is true. Which, and we, I think we've talked about, is how the Capitol Theater got its name, the Capitol Theater, because the owner wanted to keep with the monument in town and the White House being next door, keep with that Washington, D.C. feel, so he named it the Capitol Theater. The HPM had a full-page uh, ad, full ad in this, uh, in this yearbook. Um, of course, that was hydraulic press manufacturing, for those of you that aren't from around here. And might not know that they were around for over 100 years, started out making apple presses. And in the last days they were making um, injection press presses, injection mold presses to make plastic items. And if you get any uh, Rubbermaid items that are made in Worcester, they're, they were probably made on the HPM press. Interesting. So, yeah, I think I'll stop there, and uh, maybe we'll do some more of this in the future. Oh, Gamble's, uh, Campbell's Farm Market. That was an interesting little place out across from the uh, um, trailer park on Route 61 going towards <laughs> Galleon. Um, it was just a little concrete block building, but they sold fresh meat in there. If you needed a gallon of milk or whatever, they had all that in there. It was a neat little place. I can remember going there, I think. Yeah, you think. probably do. Yeah. Um, Mike, this day in history, which is April 4th, Hank Aaron tied Babe Ruth's home run record. The World Trade, that was in 1974. In 1973, the World Trade Center, then the world's tallest building, opened in New York City. 
1975, on April 4th, Microsoft was founded. Um, in 19, and I'm sorry, in 2013, movie critic Roger Ebert passed away. Uh, let's see here. Martin Luther King Jr. in 1967 speaks out against the war. Uh, 1918, Germans and Allies set up operations near, and I cannot pronounce this, S-O-M-M-E. Som? Sounds good. I think that's how sure. it's pronounced. Okay. I think you're right. Um, now, this is kind of interesting, and I, 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 I'm going to actually click on this, and we're going to talk about this one. According to the recollection of one of his friends, Ward Hill Lehman, President Abraham Lincoln's Abraham Lincoln dreams on this night in 1865 of the subdued sobs of mourners and a corpse lying on a cataphlac, C-A-T-A-F-A-L-Q-U-E, in the White House East Room. In the dream, Lincoln asked a soldier standing guard, who is dead in the White House, to which the soldier replied, the president. He was killed by an assassin. Lincoln woke up at that point. On April 11th, he told Lehman that the dream had strangely annoyed him ever since. Ten days after having the dream, Lincoln was shot dead by an assassin while attending the theater. That is just creepy. That is just creepy. Um, so I did want to share that one because I thought that was like super, super cool. Also, one of the things to celebrate is Maya Angelou was born on this day in 1928. George Washington, as general, begins his march to New York. The North Atlantic Treaty Organization, NATO Pact, was signed in 1949. And the movie Ben-Hur wins 11 Academy Awards on this day in 1960. So... Uh, we are going to flash back to the future and go back to Donna. All right, Miss Donna. Cool sound effects. Thanks. I try. You should pay the man more. Wait, you just wait until you hear the, the last, well, one of the last sound effects for the night. Well, one of the things I wanted to mention earlier, and I completely forgot as we were talking is the um, village of, of Mount Gilead, the police department and fire department, team up with the Modern Woodmen of America, and they do a fundraiser. Last year they did one for us, and it went to the fire safety house for the um, fire department. And um, uh, unfortunately I don't remember what it went for for the police department, but they're doing it again this year. It's going to be July fifteenth, 2023, downtown Mount Gilead, um, so that should be a fun day downtown, bring the kids. There'll be all kinds of things going on downtown that day. Um, uh, but, per, um, modern woodmen will match whatever we, we raise that day. And last year, uh, with their match, we, we raised $15,000. So that was really great. So that's impressive. Cause I, if I remember right, it was like kind of rainy. It was rainy and cold and it just, it was not. It was a not great, a nice day. It was day. not a nice day, but the community really, um, you know, came out and supported it and and raised quite a bit of money for us. And so we're hoping to do it again this year, um, raise just as much, if not more. All right. So. I have um, one other thing before we go to our. We can't go yet because I just realized we never gave the current events. 
Okay, well, that's what I have. So, the current event. Let's go to the current events. You go first. That's you, Mike. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So I was going to talk about the uh, the closed cabin at the Pines. They will be open this Saturday, the eighth, from nine to twelve. Come see us get clothing for everyone in the family. Clothing is free to anyone. No requirements or restrictions. If you can't come yourself, send someone else to get clothing for you. We accept donations anytime. There is a bin behind the church building to place them in. Follow the signs. Please put your items in bags or boxes. Because of limited space, we can only accept clothing and shoes. No books, toys, blankets, linens, etc. So you can follow that also on the clothes uh, cabin at the Pines. Okay, I wanted to share that out there. Uh, if, if you're in need of clothing, this Saturday from 9 to 12, out between Williamsport and Johnsville, the Pines Church will be giving away clothing. And coming up this Thursday is the Succulent Wine Planter at Groovy Plants Ranch. That starts at 6.30, and you do need to pre-register for that. You can find that at their Facebook page, Groovy Plants Ranch. Uh, this Saturday at 11 a.m., is build it Saturday at the at the Cardington Public Library. It's every Saturday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. as they have fun with Legos. Also coming up this weekend at the Cardington Public Library, and that's this starts at noon. So they have two different events going on. Uh, it's Sanditon Afternoon Tea, and that looks like if you're into sampling teas, maybe. Uh, let's see here. Saturday, Modern Artist Seminar with PG Sam Wolf. And this is, I, I wanted to share this because COVID hit uh, Wolfpack Martial Arts Studio pretty hard. And my son was into um, just getting into Taekwondo. And COVID hit, I think he had been there, I think he had finished one year, we were getting ready to start the second year, and basically it shut down. So if you are interested, um, go hang out with them from 12 to 2, it is $35 a person at Wolfpack, and he does some pretty good quality stuff there. Um, And, you know, that kind of, the martial arts teaches you a lot of, um, of, uh, what am I trying to say? Discipline. Discipline. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Thanks, Mike. On Tuesday, the 11th at 6 p.m. at the Sullivan Public Library, they're doing a probate 101 course. And anyone who has uh, basically anything or any money of any kind um, or stuff that you want to leave behind to someone, just know that you must put it down in writing to bypass the state determining what goes on with it. So you need to sign up for Probate 101 if you are interested in having questions. Please go to their Facebook page at Celebrate Public Library. And again, that is Tuesday, April 11th at 6 p.m. And you're going to join Attorney John Jensen with the law offices of Sia and Piat. Uh, as they will give you an overview of basic probate law. The program will provide tips on how to make the process less complicated and information on, uh, to make the process more understandable. There will be a Q&A session at the end. The program is for informational purposes only and not intended as legal advice. That is at 31 State Route 95 West in Chesterville. Um, it does not say you need to sign up for that. It looks like you can just drop on by, but uh, that was something I wanted to share today. We also have several different events going on at Groovy Plants Ranch. On the 13th, they're doing Peace Sign Air Plant Wreath, 
and then Thrift-O-Rama again on Saturday the 15th. At Bunkers Mill Winery, we have live music, Full Moon, on Saturday the 15th at 6 p.m. And just uh, as a reminder, since I saw that date, I believe taxes are then due on Monday, April 17th, for those who may be waiting to the last possible minute to file your taxes or pay your taxes even. Uh, and then on Saturday, April 29th at 1 p.m., Highland High School is having their art spectacular and craft show. So visit any of those Facebook pages. We're going to leave some of the bigger things that are happening uh, out in May. We're going to leave those alone today. Mike, do you have anything else? Well, I else? do have. Most of the Easter egg hunts have, have already come and gone. Those However, eggs have cracked? Still, what's that? Those eggs have cracked? <laughs> There's <laughs> that was a yoke, wasn't it? Um, it was. There is one still going on April 8th at 2 p.m. at the Gilead Friends Church, uh, Saturday, April 28th again, or April 8th at 2 p.m. And also, Chase Bank has a close for kids going on right now. Requested items. New boys' underwear, sizes 6 to 10. New girls' underwear, sizes 6 to 10. New or gently used sweatpants, leggings for boys or girls, sizes 6 to 10. New or gently used shorts for boys or girls, sizes 6 to 10. Uh, soft, comfortable clothing items are best. This is going on now through April 15th. Please bring these items to Chase Bank in Mount Gilead. All donations supporting Park Avenue Elementary. Awesome. Now... This is what everyone has been waiting for. Warning. 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 Terrible, terrible puns ahead. Warning. 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 All right, Mike, you get to go first. Oh, I get to go first this time, do I? You get to go first. Okay. I thought we were going to save the best for last. We are. That's why I'm going Oh. Well, Joey, what do you get when uh, two giraffes collide? I don't have any idea. A giraffic jam. Oh, jeez. How many apples grow on a tree, Mike? All of them. Uh, <laughs> that's old. <laughs> well, you know, I have successfully managed to uh, weigh a rainbow. It turns out it was pretty light. HR called me in to ask me why I only get well on weekdays or, you know, work days. Yeah. I told him it was because of my weakened immune system. <laughs> you know, you control that button over there. I don't have a, ch- a chance. How about this one? That's more like it. Yes. Okay. Well, you know, I saw a kidnapping today, but I decided not to wake him up. Oh, so Mike no longer sees his wife and kids all because of gambling. He won the lottery and moved to Barbados. Well, once upon a time, there lived a king who was only 12 inches tall. He was a terrible king, but he made a great ruler. (laughs) I'm done for the day. (laughs) I don't know that I would have laughed that hard had Donna not started laughing over here. I'm just going to tell you right now, Mike, I do not trust atoms. They I know they make, make they make everything, everything up. up. Mm-hmm. I think somebody used that last Thursday night at the uh, theater. Yes, probably, but it's in my it's in my <laughs> book. Just so you know. 
What do you get when you cross a snowman with a vampire? Oh. It is. Frostbite. It is frostbite. You're allowed to answer. It's okay. Uh, I keep trying to lose weight, Mike, but it keeps finding me. I don't think you lost or turned around. We'll see it. Oh. oh. Wow. What's E.T. short for, Mike? Extraterrestrial? Terrestrial? Nope, because he's only got short little legs. <laughs> On that note, we are out of here, folks. <laughs> We're out of here. Be nice to each other. Be kind to each other. And we will see you next week. <laughs>